Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is November 19th. We are here today. Uh, you won't know it, but it's kind of like a double hitter for us. Uh, we're going to be doing the Blue Beetle review, though, right now. So, woo, right? About time. As always, right about time. Because it just <laughs> released on HBO Max, so hopefully you get a chance to watch it over the holidays. You know, depending on maybe how our review goes, or if you actually wanted to watch it. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Or don't. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quick synopsis real quick. We've got introducing Jaime Reyes, uh, Jaime Reyes and family Jaime is a new college graduate looking to change his family life and make a name for himself. Little does he know that na- little does he know that the name will be someone else's name, the Blue Beetle. A title formally a title for- held formally by Victoria Cord's brother Ted Cord, who is missing. Victoria is in charge of Cord Industries with desires of becoming an army to be reckoned with. All she needs is the scar, the scarab, Jaime's purpose in life. Did you mean for all those words to come out together, or did they just fall out randomly? No, it was definitely <laughs> random. Was definitely, yeah, no. <laughs> Me and reading is not a strong suit at all. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you should, wait, I was supposed to say, you should hear me. You have heard me. I've done a lot of... <laughs> Well, then my handwriting sucks on top of that, so it's all a thing. For our listeners, uh, to, like, read, not only in front of a class is hard, but to read in front of, like, listeners, uh, it gets nervous, man. You get nervous. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, and then I'm listening, I'm reading in front of you fucktards, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get it. Yeah. I'm going to get it. Like, (laughs) deserve it. I absolutely deserve it, but still, like. (laughs) Okay, first appearances. We got Dan Garrett, Mystery Man Comics number one. That's his first out of costume. First in costume is Mystery Men Comics number two, both from 1939. Ted Cord is Captain Adam from 1966. And I did not write a number on that one for some reason. Anyways, Jaime Reyes, Infinite Crisis number three as himself. Infinite Crisis number five as the third Blue Beetle. That's from 2006. Ted Victoria Cord is Blue Beetle Graduation Day number two from 2022. So extremely recent uh, first appearance. Conrad Carapax, Blue Beetle number one from 1986, and OMAC from OMAC number one, 1974. Jennifer Cord is not in comic books. Is she really not? She really is not. Well, Victoria wasn't. uh, Her first appearance, like, predates the movie slightly. (laughs) Like, she she was not in the comic books till like a year ago. So it shows. That's (laughs) interesting. It shows on both of those. It's a very dead-end character. Yeah. That's great. Whelmings. Now that I've bumbled through all that, what is y'all's whelming of this fine movie here that is on HBO Max now? Uh, So mine was, I, I was pleasantly whelmed. I enjoyed it. It was, uh, I knew it was, I mean, I kind of went into it just expecting just a fun movie, like nothing crazy special or crazy spectacular going to happen. Um, so that way I just, I really, really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it was, I think it was fun. So. Cool. Richard. 
uh, I was whelmed by this movie. And uh, I had hopes, or I had high hopes for it. I really, really wanted to like it. Uh, I was hoping it would be really fun, but it just came up too short. Um, to use like a dad quote, I'm not, ju- or I should say this, I'm. it's not bad, it's just disappointing. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so just whelmed. I was pleasantly whelmed with this movie. Hey. So I... I, I don't know what I was necessarily expecting. I, I think it was the same long lines as you, Jeremy. Like I was just expecting just to have a fun sit down, not connected universe, really. Just I, I, I definitely wanted an origin story with this because it's not one of those that's, you know, got a time after time origin story. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I got everything that I was kind of expecting from it. I mean, There's some disappointing parts, but I mean, overall, I think it was one of the better DC EU movies that's come out. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we're comparing it to the DCEU, (laughs) yeah, this is goddamn Citizen Kane. (laughs) But that wasn't the criteria. (laughs) I'm just saying, I mean, because that's that's part of the thing that's up in the air, right? That's probably part of the reason why it didn't do well at the box office, because it was getting good reviews. But the fact of the matter is nobody knows where this falls in whatever DC timeline that it takes place in. Yeah. Well, and so, and, sorry, just real quick. I, like, and the fact that, like, like we said, like DC has put out crap after crap after crap, and <laughs> fans, and not just fans, but average moviegoers are like, I don't, I'm not gonna go see this. I'll, I'll wait till it comes out on streaming. Which, you know, if you watch it, come back and listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What well, I mean, like, no, go I ahead. Think, but, I was going to say, like, I think the other hard thing is, too, like what you're saying, Richard, and I know we've hit on it multiple times. It's just you got to have a really solid movie to make people want to pay that price to go see that movie. Yeah. In oh, theaters. my God. Yeah. It's so expensive to go to the movie. Yeah. That's why all like anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that when we actually do the review on that movie. But anyway. I'm referring to the Marvels. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's like bombing worse than The Flash, I think. So anyway. That's what I heard, which is disappointing. But. Yeah, honestly, I like the Marvels more than this movie. If that's oh, saying wow. anything. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, then. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised with that, not going to lie. He's <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like, getting back to, like, where this falls... Uh, James Gunn's come out and he said that, you know, Creature Commandos like starts right. the new DC timeline. And we're supposed to be getting that next year. But Zola's Blue Beetle will carry on into the new, along with like Cena's Peacemaker, Viola Davis's, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Amanda Waller. Yes, Amanda Waller. Thank you. So, like, we know there's characters coming from that universe over, carrying over. Just maybe not those their properties. So, but I feel like this one, I feel like this movie could carry over though. Yeah, it could. I just think they're, maybe they want to do something else with Blue Beetle. So, uh, honestly, Zola Mariduena is like fine in the movie. He's like my least complaint. Anything about like the character of Blue Beetle himself, I'm fine with. It's really the supporting cast and the <laughs> villain and victoria cord like it's all like first off the plot moves at breakneck speed like my my (laughs) my my first note is this plot moves at breakneck speed 
They never uh, give the movie enough time to just breathe and take a moment. I.e., uh, spoilers for this movie, uh, our listeners, when the dad dies. Like, they literally go uh, like, oh, we don't have time to mourn him. We got to move on. It's like... Oh, yeah. And then then when they take time to mourn, it's literally like a five-second scene. <laughs> and it's yeah. just... I don't know. I was like, what the hell? And then, honestly, that leads me into my next sort of complaint about it is this movie needed more heart. Like, I know it had family, and the message was like, family is what makes you stronger, but it just rings hollow. Like, starting off, everything seems fine, but as the movie progresses on, the family doesn't feel like family. They feel like caricatures of someone's actual family. And it, it really, just to me, I was just like, I don't, like, when the dad dies, I should care, and I didn't care. Because, <laughs> like, I, I felt like there needed to be more, like, in other words, when the movie starts off, you find out that his dad has had a heart attack, the shop has uh, been bought out by Ted Cord and they're losing the house. Um, that should have, I don't know, we should have had a moment where Jaime comes back and he wants to like work with his dad or we, whatever. We have like a little montage at the beginning to like learn why Jaime wants to like help provide for the family as well along with the dad. And then when he comes back, all that's sort of been taken away. And I, I don't know, I, I just was like, it's just moving so fast to get to, I guess, like the cool fight scenes or something. I don't know. But yeah, the, 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 that's the weakest stuff for me. And well, there's one other thing that's like the most egregious thing, but that's near the end of the movie. So anyway, I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> Those fight scenes were cool. I'm just going to say, yeah, like off the bat, since you named it, I really enjoyed the fight scenes and I felt like they actually made sense with him. Like, having the suit essentially take over and it wasn't like he all of a sudden knew how to fight. I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, I feel like that was great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. Like the choreography, um, both like, like how the fights like actually played out. Plus the gadgetry, like anything yes. that blue beetle did and even tangentially related to blue beetle. So like the bug, the gad, like the Ted cord gadgets, all that stuff was cool. But, like, it's Carapax, it's uh, Victoria Cord, it's Ginny Cord. My God, I'm sorry. I'm not going to throw her, like, I am going to throw her under the bus, the split bus. <laughs> her first scene is just horrible. She's just, like, reading off a script. She's not even acting. It's so bad. I just immediately, like, watching it for the first time on streaming, I was like, wow, that is a really badly delivered line. And it's, like, something... I forget. It's when uh, uh, Malaga uh, or Millie is taking like a shit <laughs> in uh, the toilet. Yeah. I forget. She says something to Victoria Cord, and it's just horribly delivered. Um, but yeah, anyway. So yeah, like I don't know. Part part of me really enjoyed the like I I, I felt kind of torn whenever the dad was had died. Like I, I was like, and I could feel. I don't know. I, I could feel his his ray like. Uh, Jaime's rage whenever like his dad died or whenever he thought Rudy died like that to me those those kind of hit and like because I mean I still felt like they had he and his dad had I mean it wasn't a long uh, connection but he and his dad still had a pretty good like they sh they made sure to give like at least a small snippet kind of thing where he and his dad were talking and kind of working things out and things and then of course the the scene where he's like 
I don't, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, almost like in purgatory or whatever, like bef- the space between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like that, that was a good, uh, to me, that was a really good scene and made it like really pulled things together on that as well. The, the scene where like he walks in and sees his dad and there's like that infinity mirror of like candles behind him. Yeah. That, that, that took me away for a second because I was just like, wow, like it was just a really cool looking scene, like the way it was done. Yeah. So I feel like with the whole, because there was like a theme of family, obviously, in this yeah. movie, which is something that we all said we wanted with this movie, if I remember right. I had a problem, and maybe this is a hot take, and maybe I'm whatever. Uh, don't know what I'm talking about, but it felt like the family theme was overshadowed by a pressing of like rich white people are bad theme. Like, like the very start of the movie, like, and I know they were singling out like the chords and stuff like that. And I understood that, but it's just like, they kept on and kept on and kept, I'm like, okay, we know, we know Victoria's a bad bitch. We know this. Okay. Can we just, can, can we, can we move past that a little bit? So I don't know. It just, it bought, cause I mean, they talked about the tracks and stuff like that. And I know I'm just some kind of Southern white guy, so I might not know anything as far as like yeah. what it's like. I, but I, I'll be honest with you. I feel like you're stepping out of your lane here because you're not <laughs> Hispanic from like a third world country because that's, right. who, that's who wrote this movie, uh, the director. Um, anyway, I, I'll find his name in a second. But yeah, I think that's what he's trying to point out is like these super rich, you know, corporations that go into these third world countries and then just, you know, make a, a fuckery of that country to whatever for, for their product, whatever it may yeah. be. Um, in this case, it's the OMAC stuff. But anyway. yeah, I just felt like that overshadowed the the family aspect of it. I felt like yeah. they put too much well, that, of that. Uh, that's so. that's my point about the plot moving just at break. <laughs> like they don't give it time to breathe. They should have had this nice moment where you enjoy like the family dynamic. Um, I don't know. It was like two hours and for like two, for like right. a two hour movie, it feels quick because I mean, they're like, we got to get this out. We got to get this out. Move, move, move. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. I, like, I honestly don't really still know what OMAC is necessarily. So it's a nebulous title. I forget. Uh, what with, what was the acronym? I don't even remember anymore. I wrote that down. Oh, good. <laughs> Look at me doing shit. Cause I thought it was funny. That at one point they said she'll have an army of OMAC, and I said, "Wait a second, that's an acronym for One Man Army Corps." <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like, if it's a one man army, why the fuck do you need an army of OMAC? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, uh, that's when the writer didn't really think this through. Um, that's funny. Which is also even funnier because I wonder if that's what, I don't know. I have to look in the comics. I don't know. Like, I don't care about OMAC, but the, in the in the comic, the, the infinite crisis that Jaime shows up in, uh, they deal with OMAC in that. We kind of heard nebulous things about it when we were reading the comic that this thing's loosely based off of. Um, and like everybody turns into an OMAC Well, not everybody, like a good bit of the population turns into an OMAC, which is once again, if it's a one man army, why are multiple people turning into, <laughs> that's funny though. I'm glad you caught it. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. So 
something nice that I did enjoy about this was I love how they incorporated that whole 80s Miami Vice like feel. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. with pretty much just Ted Cord's layer. Like I didn't really see it in a whole lot of oh. other things. Like there's maybe in like some of like the dress and stuff, but it was mainly like when you were back there at the the mansion, Ted Cord's mansion. So I like that that it wasn't just like a forced hey, look at this, it's cool. Like, it was more of like, hey, this was back when he was around, so the shit was cool then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, when I was saying wow is like, I literally wrote down one of the things, because like, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to shit on this movie, but I do have some nice things to say. One of the things I said is I like the Miami Vice uh, <laughs> cyberpunk world, but it's almost like it's clean. It's like yeah. not yeah. dirty like a cyberpunk world. I like the like the color palette for this movie is like neon. It's just neon colors. Um, But I will say the VFX for the city, there's so, like, I'll get into the VFX. Like, it seems like, and rightfully so, they spent the entire VFX budget on making that suit look damn perfect. Because in my opinion, that suit looks immaculate. It looks so good in every scene. But everything else in this movie, including Carapax, Looks bad. Looks real bad. <laughs> uh, which I think is why maybe Carapax was mostly in dark like things because that always helps hide a lot of stuff. The city even looked bad. Like when Jaime's doing the first like test flight and he's flying towards the city after he like comes back down to Earth. Like if you look at that that VFX fake city, it looks like a. Uh, I think Michael always uses this like a PS3 era graphics. Like it just well, looks I, bad. honestly like. <laughs> To me, what I was gonna say, it, it it makes me made me think of like a like a GTA like the Grand Theft yeah. Auto like yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. graphic there. What is it, Vice City? It was in Miami, yeah. Which is yeah, <laughs> Miami Vice. Yeah, it really made me think of that, like because it was just like that kind of bright and like I just wasn't. I don't know. It was yeah, I, I agree on that kind of stuff. It, but his, I loved watching his suit. That thing was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe I didn't pay much attention to the cities and stuff like that, but I like I didn't have any problems with the the effects until there was one scene in particular when like Jaime went through a wall there towards the end. It looked the background looked wonky. Um when he was facing off against Omac mm-hmm. and he was getting that big like kaiju sword or whatever it is. Oh, uh, the Buster Sword. Yeah, the big the background of that, I was like, this looks like nineties Power Rangers behind you, bro. <laughs> and then yeah. you you mentioned you didn't like uh like that during when the trailer showed it as yeah. well. It it does look like like Ivan Ooze <laughs> that that movie. Uh, yeah. It does look like the same set. <laughs> All we were missing was like some skydive serving, I'm yeah. just saying. So <laughs> I love like everything that the suit does as far as like weaponry goes. Like they, they even do um I know this because I don't read a lot of Blue Beetle comics, but I know this from the Young Justice cartoon that he's in. Uh, they even give him those weird, like, staple guns <laughs> where he, like, staples things to the the ground or the wall. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought that was really cool because he does that in the in the cartoon. Uh, and then, yeah, my, my favorite moment, honestly, is the Cloud Buster Sword moment. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I, it looks badass. It, to me, it is badass, but yeah. The one, the one thing that cracked me up in that when that fight scene was, whenever you, 
you heard Kaiji saying like basically not to get carried away. And I was like, Ooh, that's some heavy foreshadowing right there. Like, geez, let's just go ahead and tell us that something bad's about to happen. (laughs) Like, so that's the most egregious thing for me is in the comic. Y'all kind of saw it is Kaji da the, the, that's the name of the suit, like the AI that's in the suit is a weapon designed to take over said planet and like to murder everything and then take over the planet. That's its programming. And like Jaime will eventually like override it and convince it to like not be that way. But like to do that in the first movie <laughs> is just, <laughs> and at the time when they were making this, they didn't know that they would be, you know, it's a one and done kind of thing. But I was just like, that really irritated me because it sh- the role should have been reversed. Was that like, Kind of like when uh, he fought Carapax the first time and Kajida tries to kill it. And he's like, no, we don't kill. We don't do that. Like, it should have been, they should have saved that to the end where Kajida is going to murder Carapax and Jaime, like, stops it. Not uh, Kajida stops Jaime. But anyway. But, like, at the same time, I yeah, like, knowing that part of it, yes, I can agree with it as far as if you're trying to go by based on the comic. But at the same time, like, I can understand him losing control in that moment because, again, this guy killed his dad. Well, I mean, not directly killed his dad, but basically, you know, helped out in that. And then now he just killed his uncle, or at least he thought he just killed his uncle. And he just had so much. He he wasn't allowed to grieve. So, yeah. Well, no, um, that's my. He wasn't. Go ahead. He had all that built up and it just uh, just exploded there. So. I can understand him losing control. No, I can, in this scenario that we've, that the writer has put us in, I absolutely can understand him putting in control. My issue is that the writer shouldn't have put it in, put him in that (laughs) situation yet. Um, So, yeah, at least I think for like a first movie, like I think in the second movie, you make it to where Kaji has learned to like be more human, if you will, and learn like the value of life or whatever. Um, It just feels weird because like, once again, this is like a weapon of destruction. <laughs> and it's just like immediately like being on Jaime for what? I don't know, two plus hours, it seems, in, in, in the world. And he's like, it's like, no, we're good guys. Remember? Or whatever it says. We don't kill. Remember? And it's weird. I do like that they kind of went ahead and closed that like story off. The the Kaji trying to, to learn from right. Jaime. Only because it was getting annoying them being at odds with one another and not working together. And so like, I don't, I don't want that to continue. Like the next movie that we see, Mm -hmm. I don't want them to really necessarily be at odds with one another. Like I want it to flow like the end of that movie did where he was like, Hey, I need this. Hey, I need that. Like he's telling him what he needs. He may not be doing all the fighting or whatever, but like, Hey, I want this. Hey, you know, and, and using the suit and them kind of meshing better. Yeah. So, I can I can understand that they probably won't do that because that's like his whole thing is he's like, I don't know how this thing works and it just sort of talks oh, to me. <laughs> fuck that. I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Like, yeah. no, I, I like I like I said, I can understand not wanting that. But that is how like that's basically him. And um, and um, I always can never remember the name of that damn show. Young Justice is mostly just him. Like people think he's crazy because he's talking to himself, which we we saw that in the comic and slightly yeah. at the end of this movie. Um. 
And then he's just like, hey, I need you to do this. And it's like, no, we don't need to do this. He's like, but I need you to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like, mind I kinda, playful banter. I'm sorry. No, nah, you know, you're fine. I, I was just saying, it kind of makes me think of like Spider-Man. Which one is it? When he gets Friday? Uh, homecoming. And they, yeah, Homecoming. And he's yeah. just like figuring out all that she can do and everything. Like it's something similar to that where it's still uh, everything operates right. But then he like learns all that it can do and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, some of this feels slight nods to like some MCU things, like absolutely like going up into like space and then crashing. <laughs> yeah. It feels like the first Iron Man movie. I was like, oh my God. Or like I was waiting for the Carapax fight because Carapax is just fucking Iron Monger again. It's just evil Blue Beetle. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I'm so tired of these origin stories. My wife, who likes origin stories, did not like enjoy this movie really and she couldn't figure out why and she loves origin stories um those are like her favorite for whatever reason because i'm always like i fucking hate them <laughs> like they're always yeah. it, the villain is evil x whatever whatever the the hero is yes um and yeah i she also it, had uh oh sorry i think i thought you were done. you're fine go ahead sorry. i'm just, just screaming into the void you're fine just interrupt me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it also gave me like very uh, what, what's his name? I guess the same guy that had, you know the guy that does the 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 other makes the other. Uh, holy cow! I can't think of the name of it anymore. Ted Core. Uh, who are we talking guy. about? Dan Gear on on Iron Man. Oh, uh, I I, uh, I the, Obadiah Stane. Oh, Whiplash. Oh, Whiplash. Yeah, oh. Whiplash. Yeah, like whenever uh, whenever this yeah. guy uh, Carapax did the like he did the whips too, and I was like. I I feel like I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah, I got the same vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I was trying to rewatch, finish rewatching. I didn't get to finish it. I forgot honestly some of those fights with uh with Carapax. Yeah, so about Carapax, like he is a boring villain, but he has such an interesting backstory that once again yeah. we don't explore till the end of the fucking movie, and it's like in five seconds, like a, with a flashback because she. I don't know, neural linked with him. And I think they should have explored that way more than what we got in this movie. Uh, yes, I agree, especially with the whole locket thing, because I completely, I, yeah. as I'm watching it, like I forgot about that locket. Yeah. Several times over. And like that locket was consistent in the movie that they kept bringing it back up. But there should have been like every time that locket should have came up, my opinion, not that I've done any movies or anything like that, but. Every time that locket should have came, we should have gotten some kind of a back, like a a, a memory flash, yeah, of yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. then maybe at, towards the end, get the full story, right. but at least known that like that was associated with his mom. At least known that was associated with his family, because that's the turning point at the end of the movie for him. I thought he had a cool story. I liked it. I liked how he, you know, he finished off and stuff like that. But I don't know. I'm I'm with you. It was it was poorly delivered in my opinion as well yeah i i completely agree too because like i mean even from the beginning and seeing all the the stuff on the back of his neck and then like what she said as far as like what she's done he said he said what he, she's done to him and then she's like you know what i've done for you and all that kind of stuff like it immediately i was like all right well, what's what's up with this guy like what what happened like how i'd like to know more and then you don't get it until like you said that that five seconds there and it's like well dang like, I wish yeah I really wish I would have known that more about that <laughs> yeah 
when I figured he was a fighter or something, because she was like, she said, mentioned something along the lines of, you know, how, don't you remember how you were before I came and picked you up? And so I, I figured yeah. he was some kind of a fighter or militia or something along those lines and had suffered some kind of a bad accident. But, you know, never in my mind had I thought he was picked as a child and, and basically bred to be a, a fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't even know if he was picked. I think he was just one of those child, like you hear, like, in, unfortunately, in like Africa where they have child soldiers. Like, in other words, yeah. this, uh, whatever, warlord, whatever it may be, whatever country it's from, ends up like, uh, like almost like enslaving children and making them, you know, soldiers. I think that's more of what it was. And then he, you know, lost his fucking limbs and was probably like a, uh, you know, invalid or whatever, maybe on the side of the streets or something. And then she came along. Cause I, in the second rewatch, I didn't notice, but he's, I know he's got the amputated arm or the missing arm. And then like the, the OMAC thing is like his arm but his foot as well. Yeah. I didn't notice that until the second watch when he fights Jaime for the first time. You can see that one foot is like a foot covered in armor and the other one's just completely robotic. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, really interesting, like very interesting backstory. None of that gets shown <laughs> till the end. <laughs> well, I like the way they finished him off. It's not like a normal villain finish off, you know what I mean? It's, it, for him anyways. Like, not many villains sacrifice themselves. Yeah. Especially first go-around or whatever the case is. Yeah. Like, so I would hope we get... I Honestly, I hope we get him back. I hope we see him again. Like, he's he's a character in the comic books. And he's not necessarily a villain. So I would... I'd be up to see him. See him again. Yeah. There's no body. So, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um... The 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 scientist guy, he um I'm trying to find his name Sanchez. real quick. Yeah. He, he's <laughs> he's uh well there, there's a reason why I'm um I'm trying to find it. Uh the actor's name is Harvey uh Guillen. Uh he plays uh Dr. Sanchez, and I'm using Sanchez in quotes because he he says at the very end, he's like, Bitch, my name is not Sanchez. And then he <laughs> says it's Jose Francisco Morales Riviera de la Cruz. He plays uh Guillermo de la Cruz in What We Do in the Shadows, uh, the Tekawatiti uh FX show um that's like kind of like, uh, what do you call it? A uh, docudrama, not docudrama, like a document comedy series a la The Office, but it's with vampires. It's fucking hilarious. I thought when he said Dela Cruz, my wife and I both thought this, that like, it's like a reference to his character, Guillermo Dela Cruz. Anyway, I love him. He's funny in the show. But like, uh, sorry, the whole reason why I even brought it up is like, they make a point, like he's on the poster for this movie. Like that doctor is. <laughs> I didn't know that. He's in three he really? scenes. Yeah, like, I, I, because of my notes or whatever, our listeners, you can't see this, but, uh, like, he's fucking on this poster here. Like, you can see him right there. Holy shit, he is. <laughs> oh, wow. He is almost as big, too, as, like, Jenny. Yeah, I think it's because he's a big actor, because, like, looking up everybody, like, on IMDb, like, he's got the most, like, credited, like, films that he's in. Um, but anyway, he's in like three scenes and then he just gets fucking murked at the end. <laughs> Bad. And I was, I was yeah. like, well, that was, that was for nothing. <laughs> that was a very, uh, almost like Independence Day kind of death to me. <laughs> yeah, where it's all right? foggy in the background and just. 
like all on the whatever. <laughs> I don't know what like I felt like it was trying to make a statement, but I don't know like really what the statement was because it was like that scene there and then the scene where they're breaking into cord industries where all the security guys are like freaking out because you know there's this Hispanic show that's on the TVs and they're all like trying to figure out what's going on and the, the guy behind them is just enjoying it like he has like <laughs> yeah. and I'm, so I'm like what like what are you trying I don't understand what's being said here like this is I don't know I, I don't even know if anything was supposed to be said but like that's another thing that really annoyed me like why does Rudy her his like crazy uncle have a device that can hack cord industries. Like yeah. that was just so coincidental. Where is this? Uh, Rudy, uh, Rudy, uh, Rudy having a device to hack cord industries in the back of his Tacoma was weird and coincidental. Is the note I have? Like I just thought well, didn't it he was go build so, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like he just had it. Like he built it a long time ago because he was like, what? Do, what do they have? They have I forget he lists all these like crazy things as far as their security system. It's just weird. And then the, the family like getting all the cord gadgets, like I like the gadgets, but them knowing how to immediately like effectively use them, like Rudy knowing how to drive the bug and stuff like that. I was just like, this feels a little like if anything, Jenny should be the one driving it. Cause it's like her father's and whatever she, he took her out on rides or something like that. Um, but yeah, anyway. I hate that they spray painted the front of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it just bothered me. I was like, that's stupid. Yeah, it it means something. I, f- I looked it up. I forget now what it says. But yeah, it was like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't get it either. And it, it didn't look cool because it was like no. between the eyes. I was like, I don't know. Write it like on the side or something where it looks all cool. <laughs> yeah. I thought it said animal. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. No, at first. Is that not what it said? No. That's that's exactly what I was like. Uh, why the fuck did we put animal on a bug? It's an insect. <laughs> like, <laughs> give me a second. I'll look it up because I googled it. And I don't, I don't think they got enough credit or they worked the right deal because they should have worked a deal with Nintendo for that glove that what's her his uh, Jaime's sister had. Oh, the power glove. Yes, it's the Nintendo yes. power glove. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> They should have had a Nintendo commercial for this movie being like, cause I mean, it's 80s stuff. And it, I was like, wait a sec, that looks like a power glove. And then like, I saw it again later on in a different angle. I was like, son of a bitch, that is a power glove. How cool is that? <laughs> I think they should have leaned into since Ted Cord was like older and his tech comes from an older era. They should have leaned more into his gadgets being like, 90s retro things like the they had the yeah. watch and the glove but that was about it they should have done more I think that would have been really cool well the, you looked at all the computers and stuff like that he had on the desk mm-hmm. like that was all older tech as well but I, I, I see what you're I see what you're saying mm-hmm. though well like so like the thing that I have good uh, to say is like I love all the Ted Cord stuff uh, his bat cave the gadgets the suits I think all that looks cool uh, but I was thinking, like, what? Do you, like, lean into it. Do the uh, Nintendo Light Gun, you know, the one that you play Duck Hunt yes. with, and have it yes. be like I don't know, a, 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 a stun gun or something like that. That'd be yeah. fucking cool. Uh, real quick, it's Animo. Uh, I'm probably mispronouncing that, um, but anyway, A N I M O, and its translation into English means soul. 
Uh, anyway, once again, would have been cool just not like in between the eyes, like teeny tiny. Make it put yeah. it on the side, man. Make it big and like put it on the side. And I think that would have been or the belly since it like flies around or something. I don't know. Anyway, don't fucking do it at all. Well, yeah, but that, I'm saying like from there too. if <laughs> the if the director wants to do that, because uh, I think it's on Rudy's uh, license plate, if I'm not mistaken, because rewatching it, you see that same yeah a uh, word when like the license or the car gets shot up or whatever um so i think that's what they were trying to do is it's like oh it's rudy's tag because this is his new vehicle <laughs> uh they'll flap Which I, by the way i love the taco <laughs> oh the, t- <laughs> the i love the taco oh, yes <laughs> like it was I have the, such beef with that thing i know like but it just cracked me because it was it was just the Furthest extreme stereotype that you could throw out there, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just cracked Which, me I mean, up. Which, I it's, mean, it's Lopez. Like, it's George Lopez, yeah. probably, who's coming up with that that joke. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate when people do that to their truck. Oh, yeah. It's just an abomination. It's an eyesore. I, I wasn't, like, it, to me, it wasn't over the top until you got to the spoiler on the tailgate. And then <laughs> yes. I was just like, this like how did this even make it in the movie like how can you sit there trying to like in my mind i'm like this is supposed to build up a culture and this is supposed to like you know be all these things and you're taking one of the like worst stereotypes (laughs) yeah but in that in that instance it's someone laughing with the joke and not you laughing at that person do you get what i'm saying is they they have made it so they are laughing with it. Not it's not someone uh, who's not of that culture making fun of them. It's completely I different. Um, I I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate the goddamn truck, especially when it plays La Cucaracha. I was just like, God damn it! <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you said something about the Batcave earlier, and I like that they mentioned Batman. They mentioned the Flash. They mentioned Superman. Like all of these people were named. And like referenced, yeah, not just as comic book characters or anything like that, but like named with their cities and their this. And I thought that was really cool, but like you don't have to have that that universe is Batman. You don't have to know that you like the, right. Yeah, that was probably the best thing about this movie to me was that like this was an origin story based in the DC universe, but it can take place in any DC universe. Yeah, like there's nothing attached to it yet. You know what I mean? And so that's what I enjoyed about this. Yeah, and I think that's that's the point. Like, they wanted to have it be so nebulous, but still where you could easily plug this in if if it ends up being in, in some other universe. It seems like it's not going to, because James Gunn, like, we have we talked about already, like, Zola Maraduena is going to be in the DCU, but maybe not this movie. I th- My thoughts on that are Gunn didn't want to say the universe starts with Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle because of how the movie could do and because like who starts who starts any kind like who would start a universe off of the Blue Beetle anyways whether it be Ted Core whether it be Dan Garrett anybody like Blue Beetle's not one of those characters that's like top you know what I mean like top tier yeah no absolutely so, he's like a dealer well Jaime's the highest ranking Blue Beetle yes. in my opinion because like no one gives a shit about uh, Dan Garrick and nobody really cares about Ted. Ted Cord was the most interesting one of those two and then Jaime came along and then people fucking loved it but that's because they right. made 
Blue Beetle into the fucking Giver, which is what that really is, which is an anime character. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely, I don't, but I don't think, so my theory is that he's just trying to be nice and didn't want to tank the fucking movie and go, no, this, this movie's not in continuity because that would hurt uh, viewers going to see the movie as well. But I think Gunn probably saw this movie and maybe enjoyed it or didn't. And that's why, but he enjoyed Zolo Mari Duenya. And that's why he's like, oh, he's in the movie. But those are those other people, those other fuckwits are not coming with him. Because <laughs> in my opinion, great decision. <laughs> I love George Lopez in this. I'm just going to say, like, I thought yeah. he was great in this. So yeah. If they bring him along the ride, I'm I'm fine with that. I hate his beard. I hate his mullet. Yeah. But outside of that, I thought it was great. Is it a mullet? Because I kept like, you know me and mullets at this point now. Uh, I kept staring at it because I too, like, I fucking, he looked dope as hell at the funeral where oh, he like, yes. he braided oh, his yeah. goatee. Yes. I was like, that looks cool. That's a look you should stick with, Rudy. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, is it a mullet or is it like a rat tail? Because it looks like it's a, in a ponytail or something. I don't know. It looks fucking awful. <laughs> it looked mullet with like bad extensions to me. Yeah, it, it honestly, yeah. It looked like George Lopez with, with hair extensions, really. It just looked like his normal styled haircut, but like with like a little like wig topper and then extensions. Yeah. So like one random beef that I kind of had was that I felt like most of the good, like good, funny parts were in the trailer. Yeah, me too. And, and like it just took it away on like some of the like the really good punchlines, and because you're like, oh, here, there's that one, or here comes this one, and and it's just like, well, well, dang, like, yeah, <laughs> kind of took it away. <laughs> I uh, I absolutely agree with you on that because that's one of my I didn't have that as a note, but that was one of my thoughts as well when watching it. I was like, wow, they showed all the cool parts and all the funny parts in the trailer. Yeah, um, they even show like. Now that I think about it, like they should not have shown Jaime transforming into the Blue Beetle in the trailer just because like it's horrifying and it looks <laughs> again, the VFX for the suit looks so good. Yeah. And it, it's kind of tonally weird though, because the family is just hamming it up in that scene. Like they're freaking out, but they are right. they are just hamming it up on the free. They're like, like, ah. <laughs> and it's like, all right, calm down. But yeah. Well, again, it's it. It, it was. I'd be doing the same thing as a face hugger. Like, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I'd have been like, I'd have just blown a hole right through the wall, just <laughs> just ran off. <laughs> no, like I can get that if it happens to you. Like in other words, if the thing jumps up on you. But like, I don't know. Like if you go back and rewatch it, look at uh, his sister's face at one point. It's very hamming it up. Um, George Lopez, but I I expect that because he's supposed to be like the comedic relief. Um, yeah, I didn't expect that from all the other characters. I think like the Nana is doing something. Um, anyway, she's sewing. It, no, that's right. It, then it's the mom. I could. It was <laughs> one the of the. Mom, yeah. It was one of the females. I couldn't remember or um, if it was the mom or the grandmother. I think what Jeremy just told us was if all three of us are in a room oh, and mm-hmm. there was a face hugger in there, Jeremy's out. Yep. No. He he doesn't have to have it on him. No. He sees it and he leaves us there. And it's just Hell me yeah. and you from then on, Richard. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I there was something that was not in the trailer. Now that I think about it. I like the joke of like it went up his butt because 
<laughs> yeah, sorry, you were drinking. You almost did a spit take there, Michael. <laughs> um, because it, after, on the second rewatch, he goes up his butt. Like, he crawls down towards his butt, and then it's inside of him. So, like, where did it? That's the only orifice I know. <laughs> like, that's on his backside. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no. <laughs> it did. It did. It did go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Turned into a suppository. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, it's like the Futurama. It's like, how, hey, Professor, how am I supposed to swallow it? Well, then, good news, everyone. <laughs> it's a suppository. <laughs> it's like this giant pill. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like watching it, I didn't. I didn't watch it with uh with our kids on this one because I it wasn't. I wasn't sure necessarily, but I mean, I, I think overall they they probably could watch it. Honestly, it wasn't anything like terrible. But that that scene, like part of me is like, okay, this could probably freak a kid out. Like watching yeah. him doing the initial transformation, and everything like that. That's a little freaky. But yeah, see, I was more because I was thinking the same thing. Like I wanted to watch it with my son, but. It's not that the language was horrible. It's just they 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 kept doing it over and over yeah. again, and I was just like, "Okay, okay, we're 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 a little older than that." You can uh, listen to me say this. I mean, shit, especially <laughs> when I talk on here. But I'm just saying, like, it was. I was like, "Come on now, damn it!" Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like that was part of one of the things too that they were just we were trying to research a little bit to see if we were going to watch it with the kids or not, but. It was a couple of those things in like the language, but yeah, overall, I still, I don't know. Yeah, I still think it'd be okay for most of them, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll, I'll probably still watch it with him. Just, I don't know. Yeah. It annoyed me. Not, yeah. No, no big F bombs or nothing like that. I, what, did they? I don't think, I can't even remember if they said shit. I, don't think, they, I think they said shit maybe once. Yeah. She was like taking a shit. Yeah. But, and then maybe like when they're freaking out, but, yeah, I can't remember. Honestly, I, when y'all were talking about it, I'm like, I don't even remember there being any, like, bad language in this, but I don't know. She said GD once. I yeah. don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember that. Anyway. um, Yeah, I don't have much else. I just like uh, the Nana. Um, She's, like, apparently, like, I like that she was, like, a yeah. revolutionary or something back in her, like, <laughs> yeah. younger years. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, But, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, I'm done with my notes as well, so. Yeah, I I really didn't have much else either. Um, I, yeah, I thought I thought it was it was just overall I, it was good, a good movie. Uh, I also just saw one note that I didn't uh, talk about. I I slightly did. Just Susan Sarandon was so bad in this movie. Nah. Oh, like, yeah. she was so bad in this movie. Like she was just not fun and interesting. She's just like evil rich white lady, as, as Michael right. was like talking yeah. about. And it's just. She was just not at least like ham it up or some I don't know. She just very like wooden and stilted and I was gonna I say know. be charismatic about it. Yeah, I, I think I think save her for the sequel, make Carapax the villain, but like delve more into him or something. I think that would have made the the movie a little bit better for me. But like I said, I'm whelmed. I, I didn't think it's a horrible movie. Um but it just was very, I was, I went in, I was like, yes, let's do this. I'm ready. Finally, we're going to watch it. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, why? And my m- wife and I both were like, cause we usually don't like say anything, especially since we do like the podcast kind of movies. We don't say anything to each other. Mostly cause I'm like, I don't want it to influence like how I feel. 
And at the end, I was like, okay, I was like, did you like it? And she was like, no, I didn't. And I was like, I didn't either. And I can't figure out why yet. And she's like, me either. <laughs> so anyway, then we <laughs> spent like like an hour talking about it. And anyway. Do y'all ask y'all's wives if they're whelmed about a movie? Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. My wife has no choice in the matter. I love you, babe. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll sit there, I'll, I'll ask mine. I'll be like, so what's your whelming on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot to ask her on this one, but yeah, usually I do. I know something that happened towards the end of the movie, which is kind of why I question it's like involvement in the DC universe. But there is a like mid credits scene, yeah, where we get Ted Cord coming through a computer, trying to reach Jenny, saying that he's alive. <laughs> no, he says that Ted Cord is alive because I thought it was really weird that he didn't say I'm alive. He just said, "Tell her that Ted Cord is alive," and I'm like, "You are Ted Cord. Why are you saying? Why are you speaking about yourself in the, in the third person?" <laughs> it's been gone for a long time. Maybe it was cool in the '80s to do that. I don't know. It was a lot of cocaine. He did a lot of cocaine. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think if like that's if we're not gonna explore that, it's easy to take that out. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna put that, I think first of all, I think part of this was pushed out anyways because Saffron's connected to it. Mm. And maybe they still wanted to go ahead and do like Jaime and, and have him in in the new DCU anyways. Yeah. Um but if you don't know if this is going to be part of your stuff or not, like, why even do a post credit scene? You you could have released something on YouTube later on, and people would have watched it just like we did the whole deleted Joker scene from Batman 2. Yeah. And been yeah. talking about that. Yeah, or you could just keep it for the sequel. <laughs> you could have just yeah. had that scene at the beginning of the, the sequel movie or whatever. Yeah. It would have been great for a trailer. Yeah. So... I, you know, I had this fun idea just now while you were talking, Michael. They absolutely, like, I, it probably won't happen. Well, obviously it won't happen because it's my idea, but uh, <laughs> they, they should do... Gunn listens to us all the time. Oh, okay. He's like Feige. He's, we have <laughs> yeah. a direct line to Feige and Gunn. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, I would love a... Miami Vice style movie, <laughs> but with with Ted Cord Blue Beetle in like set firmly in the 80s. I think that would be a cool stylized movie. Like that would be really cool to do. You know what I want now that we're that we're talking about things that we want and stuff like that and whatever. <laughs> I want <laughs> I want a uh, a, a John Stewart Green Lantern. But he doesn't team up with, you know, some other Green Lantern. He actually teams up with Jaime and they do some kind of buddy cop thing on a different planet. I think that could be really fun. Yeah. But the only thing that doesn't work there is you'd have to, because you remember when we were reading, like the Lantern is like programmed to basically destroy Kajida. Like it's ingrained into them. But you'd have I don't to, know. I'm with you. Okay. You'd so have that's to. semantics. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I. I think you're going to like step on some like comic book fans feet with that, but I may, I, I would like, I don't, you could do booster gold. That would be, I mean, obviously blue beetle and booster gold are buddies, but that would be really fun to see. I was going to say that's coming. Yeah. Hopefully since, since booster gold's confirmed or whatever, at least it was. Yeah. So 
Cool. Anything else? No, that's, that's it, it for me. me. Look at that. The timing and y'all synchronization. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. God damn. <laughs> Jeremy, before you buy Richard Coke, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's Night with a K. And of course, you can find me here. Richard, how about you? You, you, nope. nope. Spider Man, Miles Morales. <laughs> None of it. Yes. Yeah, still, still playing that. <laughs> where you at? Where you at on that? Uh, I'm keeping honestly, shit. I was lucky I got Blue Beetle in this week. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get very far on that one this week, honestly. All right. Oh. All right. I'm going to give you one shame, Bill. He's, he got shame. <laughs> I got where he, he found the phone. I got past that. Okay. He's got her phone now, or at least Hi, it did destroyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I still don't know where the fuck that phone is from that book. I'm just saying, like. The what? <laughs> What? <laughs> the, the Blue Beetle book that we read how, like a hour long ago. Uh, I think, oh, Richard, yeah, did yeah. you put it up on, uh, did you open it to the public on YouTube? I saw that the other day. No, maybe I, I didn't did do it. No, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> fuck, it's up there. I don't do better videos. So. I don't do anything with our uh, YouTube uh, or honestly, our uh, our platforms. I just plug them. That's all I do. I do. Maybe I did it then, yeah. and I forgot. Okay. That's that's highly possible. <laughs> highly possible that I did that. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know all kinds of fuckery. <laughs> uh, real quick, yes. Also, you were right. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Rick Mason is uh not the Tinkerer. He's the Tinkerer's son. I had to look that up when I was editing ah. last week. Um. But yeah, anyway, uh, I got to plug myself. That's what I'm doing. Uh, (laughs) If you want to contact me directly, I have an X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, an Instagram, and a Threads. My handle is Night Curry, night like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. And if you want to check us out on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics with an X. <laughs> I'm glad you have so much fun with that. Yes. <laughs> the little you can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 <laughs> underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. This is a chance for Fry to test out my experimental anti-pressure pill. I can't swallow that. Well, then, good news. It's a suppository.